Eagles Entertainment. On Tuesday, February 28th, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media from Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. Hey, buddy. Hey. Hey, Nick, what stands out about uh, Sean Desai? Yeah, I think his just his overall knowledge of, of football. Um, you know, his football IQ is, is extremely high. And, uh, great detail. Um, you know, he's just a really sharp, really sharp co- uh, coach. And um, you know, excited that he's on our staff. Brian Johnson, you guys also made it official now. Yeah, Brian Johnson. What made you feel comfortable to elevate him from quarterbacks coach to? Shoot, and you know, with Brian, I'm I'm in there with him every single day, and you know, with you know, seeing him work every single day, right? Um, seeing him with the quarterback, uh, with the quarterbacks, seeing him in game planning meetings, seeing him on the practice field, like, and so, you know, I, I thought that was the natural progression for us to to go that route, and uh, you know, his relationship with Jalen, and just Brian's a sharp, sharp uh, dude. He he. He is really just. I lean on him for so many different things, and now he's now he's in charge of running the offense. Except the scheme that Sean brings to that Yeah, you know, without you know, one thing that we definitely have now is what we had our first year going into it. Um, you know, we have a little bit of unknown now. They, whoever we play first game, can go and watch some of Sean's stuff. How's it going? Yeah, we can go. We can go watch some of Sean's stuff and. Uh, and from from Chicago or even some of the things from uh, Seattle. But one thing that we have is uh, some uncertainty, again, going into that first game. So where you hide some things in preseason uh, football and then and so not not give everything away. But, you know, what I did like is some, you know, some of the similarities to the things that we do uh, that we've already been doing here on a very successful defense. Um, and so, um, you know, with with different coverages, different uh, run blitzes, di- you know, things like that. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, again, my job was to go through the process and, and, and just like we do with everything, cast a wide net and, and get to know different people and get, get to talk to different people and get to, uh, you know, see, you know, who's ready for the job and, you know, uh, I think we interviewed a, a really good group of guys and uh, was really impressed by all of them, actually. Um, you know, and just at the end of the day, you know, obviously, you know, some experience that, that he, that, that Sean's had calling it, but also, you know, just well, I got to do what's best, what I feel is best for the team. And, uh, and I felt like Sean was the best guy for the job. What do you know about Brian from a play calling perspective? Um, you know, obviously, this, you, and you go through it, he, he, taking us through and getting us to, you know, our first 15 that he helps with, the third down order that, that he helped, helped with, the red zone order they helped with, the two-minute calls that, that he helped with. You do all that work, and, and, and you adjust during the game, obviously, but you do all that work Monday through uh, Saturday to get yourself ready for the game. Put yourself in every position you possibly can. You know, two-minute um, scenarios. Right? You you put yourself in as many positions as you possibly can so you don't flinch when when it comes. You're practicing just like you practice, right? You practice um, to make sure that you're ready to roll in the game. It's the same thing with calling plays. And so you know he's been in that process. And you know Brian's had some experience calling it at the college level as well, um, but. You know, as you as you talk on the headset, hey, they're doing this. We should look to do that. I mean, Brian's Brian was was doing that uh, all the time last year, right? It, it just you know, when we're 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 talking on the on the headset, tr- trying to figure out the next series of plays and how we need to adjust. You know, so um, 
you know, again, he's he's done he's done he's done some of it uh, in the past as the as the coordinator in college, and then just the, the amount of things that we do together as an offensive staff, and all the things that Brian was involved in every one of those meetings to to, to put it together, and that's where a, a big chunk of it go, uh, of how you call the game goes. Nick, with all the free agents you have, how, how much input do you have? Obviously, I'm working with, with Howie and the money people on who can stay and go, and and how much is that weight held? Yeah, you know. Um, we, we talk about everything, right? We talk about everything, the draft, uh, you know, uh, um, every, the draft, the free agents, um, our team. I mean, we're in constant communication. The best, the best organizations are in constant communication with the head coach and the, and the GM. And, again, at the end of the day, just like I, I just talked about with the coaches, at the end of the day, I had to make the best decision I felt was for the team. At the end of the day, Howie's got to make the best decision that he feels like is best for the team. But that doesn't mean you're not in a constant communication um, a talking through everything. And so – um, you know, and that's just what we do. I mean, I'm in his office I, I, uh, pretty much all day at, at this time of, at this time of the year, watching players with him, talking about players with him, talking about our team. Um, you know, whatever it is, and and we spend a lot of time together at this time. Did you interview other candidates for the coordinator Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we had uh, we had an external uh, coach in uh, uh, Nate. Um, I don't, I don't want to mispronounce his last name from Iowa State, offensive coordinator, Iowa State, really sharp, young coach. Uh, man, you, you guys know my connection to um, to Iowa State uh, um, and and Matt Campbell and, and him. Um, and I, you know, we we were we were really impressed w- with him and his interview. And uh, you know, and he, he's a, he's a great a great football coach. Nick, how long did you know Glenn Schuler through this process? Um, just got to know him through this process. Again, I don't. I don't look at it like here's who I know and here's what I'm gonna here's what I'm gonna do. Right? I didn't know Brian Brian Johnson before we hired him. Right? I didn't know Jamal Singleton before we hired him. Um, there's a lot of guys I didn't know before. I didn't know Nick Rollis before we hired him. I didn't know uh, um, Jeremiah Washburn before we hired him. Like, there's a lot of that that happens. I'm all I'm looking for is the the best guys for the job. Again, and you gotta. You got to balance different things. You, you, you know, every coach can't be the same, right? I think there's a tendency to say, "I'm going to get this coach that he's like me a little bit," right? And and you don't want a bunch of the same guys running around. So you, but every coach needs to be very detailed um, in what they do, and and so that's always the common denominator that I'm looking for. Um, but and, and, but we're not afraid to to cast a wide net to go. You know, I, I know how many good coaches are in college. I, I can't. You know, I think if you ask some of the Philly uh, media, they'll tell you that I talk about Frank Reich, I talk about Larry Karras, my college coach, and I co- talk about my one of my high school coaches, my dad, and right, and and that's where I learned all, all my stuff from. So I know how many good coaches are out there at, at the college level, and so whether we know them, whether we don't know them, whether we know them through somebody, or we're going to cast a wide net to try to do what's best for the Philadelphia Eagles. Be your quarterbacks coach, and can you talk about Alex? Sorry, I don't want to get somebody else. Yeah, we'll uh, you know we we'll obviously go through um, that with you know as we as we continue on and and you know um, does does the staff dynamic fit does uh, you know does does Sean have anybody but Denard's a great a great football coach um, you know he's he's done an outstanding job um, and you know um, if, if he's still our defensive backs coach we, we'll be lucky to have him because we know how good of a, a, a coach he is but you know we're not we're not to that process yet I mean we just kind of 
finalized that, that Sean will be our defensive coordinator, so we're not there yet, but I, I think the world of Denard and how good of a football coach he is. What are some of the, what are some of the traits and characteristics in Shane Steichen that you think set him up to be a head coach, and what advice do you have for him making the kind of similar transition from coordinator to head coach? Yeah, all my advice, like, I, I mean, everything that I, I, I've had so many conversations with Shane, you know, Frank, what Frank Reich did for me was, was pull me aside, you know, what felt like once or twice a week and said, hey, when you're a head coach, um, be ready for this or be ready for that. And I was very appreciative of that uh, to a point where I, you know, tried to do the same thing with Shane and, and, and Jonathan and, and Brian and, and just all the guys that, that we have on, on our staff. And, um, and so, you know, obviously I've shared the information that I have. I didn't keep any secrets from Shane. I wanted him to be the best possible offensive coordinator he could possibly be. And obviously he, he crushed it, which turned into uh, him getting the head job for the Colts. And, and I love him, and he's, he's awesome. A good friend of mine and, uh, you know, obviously a very good coach. And um, so, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't keep anything from him. I, I gave him everything I had as far as uh, um, – the things that I, I knew would help him with the job that he's had. And it, like I said, it wasn't like, hey, right before he got it or right after, you know, Chris uh, Ballard said that Shane was the head coach. I started write, writing a bunch of things down to give him. You know, we've had so many conversations there. Um, but what was the second part of your question? Just what sets him up to be a head coach? Yeah, I think, I think first of all, he, he's you get the job because you excel at, um, you know, what he was doing, right? So he's a, he's awesome offensive mind. And, uh, you know, so he, and he excelled at that. Our offense played really well, uh, with Shane, with Shane leading it. And, uh, you know, he did, he just was awesome, uh, you know, calling the game. I think he's really special at, at calling the game. Um, you know, and that's why I gave up play calling duties. You know, one was to make sure I was managing the game um, as a head coach, but also because of how much trust I had with Shane. Um, just relationships with players, accountability. You know, Shane, Shane's just he's a, he's a ten in a lot of a lot of areas, and uh, you know, I think uh, Andy got a special coach. Nice hat. Yeah. You still recall as a coach? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Jamestown roots. Oh, you're talking about Jamestown. Yeah, okay. how important is those Jamestown roots? Yeah, you, you know, again, my biggest mentor as a coach is my dad. And then I also have my brother who, who gives me a lot of, you know, th those are my mentors too. And so, you know, they're still in the area. My dad's still coaching pole, vault, pole vaulters for Southwestern High School for my brother who's still the track coach. I know my brother's not the football coach anymore, um, but I still am able to, to bounce things off of them. And I know, uh, you know, and so I'm still – you know, my, one of my really good friends is the head football coach at Jamestown High School. Um, you know, he actually was at the Super Bowl. I had him at the Super Bowl just because we had dreamed about playing and coaching in the Super Bowl for as long as I can remember. So I still have a bunch of conversations with, you know, um, with those guys about football. And, and you're constantly trying to grow in, in everything you do. I don't, you know, you know I, I'm sharing information with, you know, Tommy Langworthy, who's the Jamestown head coach, and he's sharing information back. I'll, I'll take good information from anywhere, and uh, you know. And then I pull for. I, I like to. I like to read the the newspaper back back home, and and uh, you know, article Scott Kingberg writes he, he, that he writes back home and about the local athletes there. And I know they got a um, Jamestown High School's got a, a, a player going to um, North Dakota State as a quarterback, and so um, I like to follow the, the sports. And so I got I just got a lot of connections, and I owe a lot of things to to Western New York. Nick, to promote Brian Johnson to offensive coordinator, was there an emphasis on maintaining stability for Jalen Hurts? 
Yeah, I mean, the, what you're going to see with our offense is you're not going to see a, a lot of a lot of change. We're going to because you know myself, Shane, right? I mean, Brian, like we we do it all together, right? And and obviously Shane will be gone. There'll be little differences and little different ways that the game's called, but the you know the way the offense is run with with everything is going to be exactly the same. The way our guys run routes are going to be the same. The way we brought block inside zone is going to be the same, you know, for, for different looks that we get. The way we do our snap count, like, you're not starting. You're really not. You're just continuing to build, right? There is no Shane leaves, you do this, and then you do this again. You just keep doing this because at the end of the day, like, I'm, I was hired as an offensive coach to bring the offense that I have run in and the, and that – you know, and, and my expertise in that. So I'll continue to do that. Um, it's just going to be a different guy calling the plays, but, you know, it's still, you know, it's still business as usual, and we'll miss Shane. Um, Shane's an awesome coach, as, as we just talked about. Um, but I know how, how many good people we have in that building. You know, Jeff Stoutland, Kevin Petullo, right, Jamal Singleton, J- Jason Michael, uh, Aaron Moorhead, Alex Tanney, right, TJ Pagnetti, Roy. Um, we, we have so many, see, and I said Roy because I don't know how to pronounce his last name either. I've worked with him for two years so um but like um we just have so many so many good good people there eric dickerson i don't want to forget anybody but working with that offense that are still in place that was what that was important to keep good people there because there's no doubt shane wanted to take some guys there but you know they're philadelphia eagles and they're philadelphia eagle coaches and my job is to keep good coaches in the building um because you know that's who touches the players every single day and help them get better and you know, when you have good guys, you know, you don't want to, you don't, when you have to start over, you start over. But when you have guy, good guys there, you want to, you want to keep going and keep working and to keep things uh, similar. How do you kind of view a guy like Javon Hargrave, who's a versatile D lineman that can rush from various alignments and how valuable that is? And then how do you deal with kind of the uncertainty of a guy like that as he goes to test the market? Yeah, he's awesome. Uh, he's awesome. Uh, you know, and he's been a big part of this team for, for the past three years, I've only been here for two, but man, he he is a, a big time player, and and obviously you want all your guys back, right? You want you want all your guys back because you just went through a super special journey together, right? The journey is what you'll always remember, right? You know, and I know that loss will stick with us, but there was a lot of good moments in that in that journey, and and, and Javon and. You know, just being around him every day at practice, it, it was it, he's just an awesome guy to be around. And that, and so he's a great teammate, and he's quiet. And he's a, but he's a quiet leader. But he's a great teammate. He's a great person. He's a great player. And so you want to try to get as many guys back as you as you can. And but knowing that that's not always possible. Again, how he's got to do what he feels is best for the team. I have my input, um, just like we talked about. And. Uh, you know, and, and we'll see what happens. But, um, you know, I love Javon Hargrave. Last question, please. Last question. Did you get the production that you expected? Did you think that's a spike in the upgrade? Yeah, I think when you look at that, like, when you look at that, it's easy to say, well, Quez Watkins didn't have the same year he had last year. Well, he didn't have the opportunities he had last year. And, and, it, and it actually wasn't even close, right? And so – Right. When you ran the ball the way we did this year, when you threw it, like, I think if Dallas Goddard doesn't get hurt uh, and miss those four games, he probably has a thousand yards. So you have 3,000 yards receivers potentially. You have one that had 1,500 yards, one that had 1,300 at Devonta half, close, 1,300 yards. Like, somebody's production is going to slip a little bit. So it's not, 
and again, like the things that that Quez does is is stretches the field. The things that Zach Pascal did was our enforcer, right? Like, go back and look at the tape. How many times he was he was in on a big block um, that sprung a big run. Um, or, you know, even the play that, that he made against Pittsburgh for a touchdown, like why did that play come up and why did he, was he able to score on that play? And I'm talking about Zach. Well, it was because he had made that block so many times that they all jumped in and he, he ran by him, right? And so um, the production, I'm just worried that what, all, I, all I want them to do is produce in the roles that we're asking them to. When there's a play to be made, make the play that you need to be made. But I also, we understand, too, that they didn't have a lot of opportunities. And I'm talking about Zach and I'm talking about Quez. They didn't have a lot of opportunities because, like I've said to you guys, like our pass game ran through AJ, it ran through Devontae, and it ran through Dallas Goddard. And so, you know, we were, we were looking to, to get them the ball. And sometimes, you know, um, I know Doc Rivers used to say this a lot, like, hey, some guys are just going to have to get rebounds and get, their, and get their rebounds. And then be, if you got a chance to put it in, you got you to take advantage of that opportunity to put that thing in. But we're going to design plays to run through boom 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 right and um and 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 that's what we're talking about with roles um and so it, i think it's easy to look at the stats and say hey this was he was his numbers were way lower they were but he didn't have as many opportunities and because of the other guys that we had on the team and how much faith we had in him but we do have faith in in zach and we do have faith in quez that they, they'll make plays um you know when their number's called it's just that it's called a little less. What a what you, last one, last one. I'll get you. Um, sorry, I do it to Bob all the time. I said Bob says last one, and then I look like the good guy when I said, no, I'll get you too. Alex Tanny? Uh, yeah, really sharp. Um, what was really interesting of when we brought Alex in, almost everybody on our staff had coached him, right? So I was with him in Kansas City in 2012. Shane was with him in, in Cleveland in 2013. Jason and Kevin were with him in 2014 with uh, Tennessee, right? And so, shoot, maybe he threw passes to Aaron. I don't know. I, like, he's just been everywhere. And so, like, but what struck us was that, you know, how good, how smart he was and how hard he worked to stay on the team as, as a, a number three, a number two, two quarterback. And so even when we were in, in, in Kansas City, I still remember that Brian Dable was having him do little projects for us, um, I don't think he got the, any of the coaches' money, but the player, yeah, uh, he was he was getting paid anyway. But like he would do he would do little projects for us to help us, right? And so you know you remember things like that, right? And and I think that's what the the rest of the guys thought, felt that as well. And what Alex did is Alex when we interviewed Alex for the quality control spot, he did everything he could do to be ready for that job, right? He taught himself, he took a computer class to teach himself how to draw um, on Visio, which we draw our pictures on, to draw on Visio. So he made sure that he knew he could do the part of the job that he was going to do, right? And, and I really admired that, and he worked really hard at that. And, it, and that's a thankless job. Like, we've all, like, all of us in that, a lot of us have had that job, and it's like, it's thankless, but he, he excelled at that job. Then we moved him into assistant quarterbacks, and he did some other things this year. And he crushed that role too. And like, and, and so he's, he's in his role. And I'm sure like, you know, I'm sure in his mind, I know in his mind that eventually he wants to 
call plays and he wants to be a head football coach, but I know what he's going to do this year. Exactly what he did the last two years, and he's going to kill his role and do everything he can do to help Jalen play better, to help us put together a plan. Um, he's going he's gonna to work his butt off to do that. He's super smart. He's super intelligent. He connects with the players. He's got, uh, you know, playing for 10 years in the NFL, right? He's got that instant connection there as well, and he's really worked to get uh, everything he has, and I, I really admire that uh, and Alex, and, and I, I know he's going to be a great quarterback coach, and he's done a great job for us for two years now. What are your thoughts on the possibility of outlawing the push play? Yeah, I, I, you know, I, obviously uh, you look at that and you think, I think some defensive coaches are bringing that up right there, but, you know, uh, you know we'll, we'll play whatever rules that they have. I think what – I think that – it was obviously a very successful play for us, right? And you guys would know the numbers a little bit better, and I haven't hit my self-scout stuff yet. Um, but very successful play for us. But it wasn't the only thing we were doing off of it, right? And, and I think we had some exciting plays that came off of it um, when the defenses were trying to, to stop you know, the play that they thought was coming. And that's kind of what football is, right? The defense thinks this play is We just talked about the Zach Pascal play, right? The defense thought this play was coming and a different play came and it ended in a touchdown, right? And so, hey, like, I don't, I don't get a vote and they don't ask me, but, um, you know, I, I thought there was a lot of hard work that went into it. And there was a lot, like, there's a lot of technique and fundamentals that go into it, right? And and as far as how our guys block it, and the and the specialty of our guys like Jason Kelsey, and like, and so we'll we'll do whatever the the rules say to do, um, obviously. But you know, obviously we had a, we had a lot of fun, um, you know, making the, you know coming up with those plays, right? We had a lot of fun practicing those plays, like the different ways ways we did it, the guys. You know, the guys had fun doing that. Um, you know, Fletcher Cox always wanted to be in on one of those plays, I, you know, and, and so it was a lot of fun and some of the wrinkles that were off of it. And, and I thought it was good for, good for the game. Obviously, I'm biased. We had a lot of success with it. Yo, yes, how are you? For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.